Blog Talk Radio. This program is for mature audiences only. Please have your fake ID ready. The following program is brought to you in living color. People all going somewhere, all with their own thoughts, their own ideas, all with their own personality. Ever since I was a child, All I've ever wanted to be was a journalist, to write stories, to be on the radio, to be an observer of the human condition. Throughout my professional life in radio, newspapers, and as a writer with the federal government, I've been true to the journalistic ethic of telling the truth, of being accurate, of trying to tell both sides of the story. But I've learned there are people who don't want their story told. In fact, they will do anything to keep you from telling their story. Individually, they are weak, small people who hide in the dark. But when they form a pack, they become dangerous not just to the individual trying to tell their story, but to the very concept of a free press. They want their side of the story told, not the full story. And when a strong, honest, progressive voice comes along, one who captures the ears of honest people, it frightens them. It makes them crazy. Hold the string. Dance to that which one is created for. They will do whatever they have to do by whatever means necessary to silence that voice, either through legal means or other means. The only thing necessary for evil to succeed is if good people do nothing. I choose to do something. I will stand in the face of this wolf pack of right-wing lunatics until I am either silenced by legal means or until they kill me. They will need to find either some way to throw me in jail for telling the truth, or else there will be. Blood on the microphone. Well, hi there. Bill Preston Schmalfeld here, and we're having some difficulty. Even though she's just 10 feet away from me, we're having difficulty getting uh, Diane uh, logged on here. So yell that email at me again. O-C-E-S. O-C-E-S. B-I-G. B-I-G? Yes. Like big? Okay. B-O-S-S. Gmail.com. Yes. Uh, we are going to get the end here. Maybe they don't like you. I, well, anyway, it's sent, 
And as long as we're waiting for you to join us, why don't we try to make a little money here? Do you like bulls pussy? Of course, I'm talking about the hairless breed of cat, known as the Sphinx. Blood on the microphone has come up with a way for you to show your support for the podcast, and to show the world you are resisting the rule of Donald Trump. Go to www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone, all one word. And check out the t-shirts, mugs, cups, stickers, and other gear to show your disdain for the current administration. Each item is emblazoned with a picture of an ex, the bald pussy. She looks very angry, and she is, she is saying, grab this pussy, and pull back a stump, Trump. Profits from your purchases will go to support the Blood on the Microphone podcast. Show Donald Trump that there will be no more of his pussy grabbing. Not while our next, the bald pussy, has anything to say about it. <coughs> www.cafepress.com slash Blood on the Microphone. All one word. Our Nix is angry. You be angry, too. All right. Well, Lady Di is connected. And uh, hang on just a second. I got to press your button. There we go. Hi. Hi. It's Diane Preston Schmalfeld. I'm finally in. Um, but I'm not hearing any. Let me move my microphone here just a second. We seem to be suffering from more blog talk radio difficulties. While I'm doing this, explain the difficulties we were having, if you would. Okay, my email was being extremely slow and not giving me invites. Still nothing. Well, I hear you. I I hear absolutely nothing. As long as I can hear you and you cue me when... (laughs) The bits are done, I guess we'll be all right. Uh, all right, well, let's, let's talk about the, what the subject of the show for today is going to be. Uh, we just played the commercial for the uh, bald pussy gear. Uh, we want to invite folks to go to www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone. That's all one word, blood on the microphone. And just search through the various and sundry items we have for you there. I think you'll like what you see. Uh, and, of course, every purchase, uh, the profits go to support our meager efforts here at uh, Blog Talk Radio. Uh, in the news today, it's, it's more of the same, basically, wouldn't you say? Yeah. It's uh, Kellyanne Conway uh, defending Jared Kushner, and uh, I've got uh, getting the wire out of my way here. I'm just totally. I mean, I've been working on this show all day, and now I've been totally befuddled by my lack of sound. 
but I might be able to fix that in just a second. But why don't we listen to Kellyanne Conway defending? Are you being uh, lying for? I'm exactly. Lying for Jared Kushner. His son-in-law set the record straight for us. What are the facts? Well, the facts are that Jared Kushner has said from the very beginning he's willing to go and share any information that he has with Congress, uh, with the FBI. And as you heard General McMaster, as you heard Secretary Kelly over this weekend say, they're not concerned. Back channels like this are the regular course of business. And, and that's really all that we know. And I think it's very important to recognize that the president has expressed full confidence in Jared Kushner and also went on to note the considerable progress and very large, important portfolio that Jared oversees here at the White House. At the end of this month, he'll be hosting another major meeting with tech, uh, the heads of tech companies, for example, to really try to figure out how we can improve efficiencies and cost savings in the government. Obviously, um, the, the relationships that Jared was able to establish during transition uh, helped develop this phenomenal international trip that they just came back from. And I think one of the great measures that we have as to how successful this trip for the president really was is how little talk it's getting still <laughs> by the mainstream media. That's usually a measurement that I put forth. Um, and it's true. And you know, Jared also is responsible for following up on different elements of that trip. But he's always said that he'll be fully cooperative with any information that he has. So do you back up the Fox News report that said it was the Russians that reached out to Jared Kushner? And it was not the other way around, so the Reuters report being wrong. And what about today's New York Times report that say Kushner reached out to a, uh, a banker named Gorkov who's on a U.S. blacklist? I'm not going to comment on any of that because uh, there's no reason to, frankly. Uh, we know that there have been many news reports uh, very recently that had the facts wrong. Uh, if you go back to a couple of weeks ago, you'll notice that uh, one paper in particular, three times in a row, relied upon information that was immediately batted down as false. And this entire thing is just a rush to judgment. We've been talking about this for about eight months. I know. Recount, 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 
When spending life for media consumption, there's the right way, the wrong way, and the con way. Kelly and Kelly and has been alive like no one can. The neo-Nazi master plan. The Kelly and Kelly and. Because uh, my audio is not working. 
but I'm assured by the effervescent and ever-present Lady Di that uh, she can hear me. Oh, I can hear you. <laughs> it's not just because I'm across the room from her that uh, we are actually doing a show on Blog Talk Radio. I'd give you the phone number, but I wouldn't be able to hear you anyway. So <laughs> it seems kind of pointless. Following the news today, nothing too uh, major that I've noticed yet seems to have happened. Although I'm looking at this on Raw Story right now, I, I've just thought of this. I want to mention this. Sean Spicer's hearing. And let, and let me know what you think of this, lady guy. Uh, his Tuesday press briefing was a Trump-directed middle finger to the media. And I'm going to just uh, read this from Raw Story here. Check it out for yourself at rawstory.com. It's an excellent website. President Donald Trump sent Sean Spicer out to give today's press briefing as a middle finger to the White House press corps. Spicer wanted to do it. Trump was good with it. I'm not sure how long he'll do it from now on. But it was to give a middle finger to you guys. We're voting close to the White House Politico. The perception of White House reporters was not flattering for the embattled White House. Politico reported that the strain on the man who has to explain it all showed during a combative briefing on Tuesday. I do know that he was asked about the relationship between Donald Trump and Angela Merkel. Uh, how would you characterize that relationship? I would actually characterize it if we were to do it a sexual manner. Oh, God. You're, you're, I would you're say that uh, Merkel was topping. <laughs> uh, like Theresa May the other day, right? Yep, pretty much. Uh, but uh, uh, Spencer says, no, that's not true. The truth is, they have a great relationship. As a matter of fact, it's simply unbelievable.
radio service, TuneIn.com. Uh, you can find us on StitcherRadio.com. Uh, and you'll find links to both of those on the FatManPodcast.com website. Also, you'll find links at BreitbartUnmasked.com. Now, uh, what were the idiots saying about me being the editor of Breitbart Uncom, uh, Uncom, Breitbart Unmasked.com? Well, the thing that uh, made me think that's what it was is that they said they could spot two errors on your response to discovery sanctions. And the only two things that I can think of that considering errors would be you denying that you own either one. Uh, either that or I have a typo. <laughs> they love to point out the typos uh, because I was a GS-13 writer. They throw that around like it's an insult. You know, he's a GS-13. I made $97,000 a year when I was a GS-13 writer. And these clowns think that I'm faking Parkinson's disease so I can get a 35 or 30 or whatever it is, $1,000 a year pension. Explain that one to me because I don't get it. I, just, I don't either. <laughs> I just don't get it. I wouldn't have that extra dollars a year, you know? I but, certainly would. I, mean, I know you would. Uh, it would make our lives so much easier if we had it. They're just fools. They're fools and idiots that follow their gentle hosts, WJJ, and believe whatever he tells them to believe. Uh, they don't seem to understand that I'm suing them in the state of North Carolina, uh, South Carolina, in the federal court for uh, libel, defamation, and a variety of other charges. As a matter of fact, they continue to pile on. They're adding on to the uh, allegation. Now, I don't know how you know about the law died, but... I know enough about it to where if I'm accused of stomping on your feet, I'm not going to stomp on your feet while the case is pending. Maybe afterwards. Well, they're also <laughs> saying that it's because you're going to make a fool of yourself in court during the lawsuit for you defending yourself. I've never made a fool out of myself in court. They can't point to a single time I've made a fool out of myself in court. No fool of himself. With everything he's overshared, it's been locked, everything available through uh, the Freedom of Information Act, a subpoena against him with everything that would become part of public record forever. I'm kind of up against court for the law. Um, how does that stuff come into evidence? How is it related to the lawsuit? Exactly. The people of defamation, they can't say I deserve to be defamed. They can't say, well, he said this about us. 
File a fucking countersuit. That's, that's the only way that's going to work, children. Exactly. And of course, you've got uh, Grady saying that uh, my I know nothing about how to file a subpoena, and that uh, if I if I would have done a little homework before, I would be saving myself some redacted because they dare not tell me what it is that I'm saving myself from, which tells me they don't have a fucking clue either. So. Anyway, did you hear the other day when uh, President Trump admitted to being a traitor? Yes, I did. <laughs> nice, friendly reporter. Fake news, fake news, fake news, fake news. We're a very powerful company. We're a very powerful company. I am a traitor. I am a traitor. 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 Uh, uh. A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Strong. Very strong. Strong. Very strong. Uh, Fake news. Fake news. Traitor. 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 And that's going to stop. We're a very powerful company. And that's going to stop. Uh, by any stretch of the imagination I am a traitor I am a traitor by any stretch of the imagination traitor 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 I am a traitor Strong, very strong. Uh, By any stretch of the imagination. We're a very powerful company. Uh, A lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. Fake news. Fake news. And that's going to stop. And that's going to stop. Nice, friendly reporter. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. We're a very powerful company. We're a very powerful company. I am a traitor. I am a traitor. 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 A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. A lot of bad things happening. And that's going to stop. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Strong. Very strong. Strong. Very strong. Uh, Fake news. Fake news. Traitor, 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 traitor. And that's going to stop. 
It's a very powerful company. And that's going to stop. Uh. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Traitor. 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 I am a traitor. Strong. Very strong. Uh, I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. We're a very powerful company. Uh, a lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. A lot of bad things happening. Fake news. Fake news. And that's going to stop. And that's going to stop. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. I am a traitor. By any stretch of the imagination. Strong. Very strong. Talking about the hairless Breloff cat, known as the Sphinx. Blood on the microphone has come up with a way for you to show your support for the podcast and to show the world you are resisting the rule of Donald Trump. Go to www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone, all one word. And check out the t-shirts, mugs, cups, stickers, and other gear to show your disdain for the current administration. Each item is emblazoned with a picture of an ex, the bald pussy. She looks very angry, and she is, she is saying, grab this pussy, and pull back a stump, Trump. Profits from your purchases will go to support the Blood on the Microphone podcast. Show Donald Trump that there will be no more of his pussy grabbing. Not while our next, the bald pussy, has anything to say about it. <coughs> www.cafepress.com slash Blood on the Microphone all one word. Our Nix is angry. You be angry, too. Blood on the microphone. Well, I tell you what, ladies, I feel like a pilot trying to land an airplane just on uh, uh, instruments only because, you know, not being able to hear the stuff you're playing is kind of annoying to somebody who's done this as long as I have. <laughs> I'm sure it is. But since you can hear it, and I trust you with my life, uh, I'll just take, you know, your word that uh, we are alive and on the air. This is Blood on the Microphone. I'm Bill Preston Schmalfeld. And I am Diane Preston Schmalfeld. And uh, you made a delicious tuna milk sandwich for me earlier today. I just want the world to know. <laughs> that, uh, oh, thank you. 
You also make delicious sweet tea, which is a, a staple here in the South. And uh, it is for these reasons that I am going to marry you. <laughs> uh, coming up later in the show, I'm going to play three bits of audio that the shitheads who occupy the comment section at hogwash.com, the blog operated by WJJ Hogue the Third of Westminster, Maryland. Uh, uh, these people have declared these three particular pieces of comedy child pornography. I've had police listen to these three pieces of comedy uh, and say that they are not child pornography, but they don't believe that. They, they, they You know these knuckleheads. It's like yeah. if they say it, it's true. Idiot far-right conservatives. Yeah, they'd be idiots even if they were liberals. But uh, we'll play that coming up in a little while. Uh, first of all, I've been running a charity for a while, and I'd like to play a message for that right now, if I may. Throughout America today, there are men who, sad to say, are not really men. Through no fault of their own, they were born without a vital body part that helps a boy become a man. Oh, sure, we're not saying that it takes a certain chemical in the bloodstream to make a person a mature adult male. There are people, brave people, who are as manly as can be, even though they don't have a drop of testosterone in their blood. But far too often especially among men in the Republican Party or those who cling to right-wing views, we find people who are technically adults but are still quivering, cowardly little boys who cling to their mommy's apron strings, people who send taunting, angry tweets to people and then demand that your account be suspended if you respond. People like an adult male in his 60s living in Westminster, Maryland who uses the courts the way a boxer would use his fists. There's no lie he won't tell, no self-degradation he will not endure to punish the people he feels have wronged him. Although we feel he is compensating for the horrible abuse he must have endured as a pimply-faced poindexter who thought he knew more than everyone else in his school or university. People like an adult male in his 40s, residing in suburban Chicago, who is so afraid of a man with Parkinson's disease, this able-bodied adult male felt it necessary to resort to a weapon that victims usually female victims, used to protect themselves against their abusers. This adult male from Palatine, Illinois, has spent God knows how much of other people's money to protect himself from a man who can barely raise his hands above shoulder level. And then there's people like an um, adult male in his 30s living in Racine, Wisconsin, 
who throws dog poo at bigger, stronger people from under the front porch of his ramshackle house, then hides under the porch or up inside his mommy's skirt. Sure, we're all disgusted by people like that. It's a natural reaction. These people who choose the road of cowardice, who insult others at will, but then cry when they are insulted in return. But there's something we fellas can do to help these poor, spineless wastes of human life. Unlike women who are born with a set number of eggs in their ovaries, and once those eggs are gone, they go into menopause, a man's testicles continue to produce sperm and other male hormones well into their 90s. So the next time you renew your driver's license, ask for the proper form so you can donate your testicles to adult males like these. For each set of testicles you donate after your death, the Nuts for Nitwits Society will donate a cadaver scrotum so the recipient of your gift will have some place to keep it. We can't promise that every recipient of a testicle transplant will grow up, stand on his hind legs, and start acting like a man, but there's hope. Fill out your form today and donate your testicles to the Nuts for Nitwits Society. Somewhere, an adult male is filling out a petition for an order of protection against a man who couldn't harm him even if he wanted to. Please, help him. And thank you. tonight uh, oh and uh, and they're worried now uh, that this recession could go on and on and on so I said to myself what can we do to help people feel better about the recession and, and somebody said information information that's how you fight ignorance information let's throw some information at the folks they're gonna feel better uh, so tonight ladies and gentlemen the category is Donald Trump financial tips Donald Trump financial tips and here to present the top ten list the celebrity apprentice star Donald Trump ladies and gentlemen Donald Trump, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. We had a uh, Donald, a woman in the audience over the weekend won 60 bucks on the Kentucky Derby. 60 bucks. You got to bet big to win big. Okay, here we go. Uh, Donald Trump financial tips number 10. Only buy things that are essential, like golf courses and beauty pageants. Yeah. Number nine. When nobody's watching, I go into the 7-Eleven and stick my head under a soda nozzle. Yeah. Yeah. Number eight. 
Save money by styling your own hair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Uh, number seven. Sell North Dakota to the Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> number six. Double your money at the Trump Taj Mahal Casino, home of the loosest slots in Atlantic City. Yeah. Number five. Very simple. Just panic. Yeah, that's right. Number four. For tip number four, simply send me $29.95. Yeah. Number three. If all else fails, steal someone's identity. Yeah. Number two. We're screwed. Yeah, that's right. And the number one Donald Trump financial tip. The fastest way to get rich, marry and divorce me. There you go.
It is important to note this is not the first time we've seen a political grudge match escalate. In just the last week, a soon-to-be congressman body slammed a reporter. All right, joining us now is Larry Fabido, director of the Center for Politics at the University of Virginia. You know, Larry, are we at a new place right now? You know, I was watching that video from the Texas floor uh, last night thinking, you know, gosh, are we going to see more of this? Is there a new coarseness in American politics? I think we are, John. Uh, look, I'm not going to deny that American history is dotted with examples of legislators and congressmen getting into fights of one sort or another. But, but here's the difference. We're in the age of Donald Trump. What happened over the past two years? Donald Trump attacked and really brutalized many people, not just the press, John, loads of, of individuals and groups, including uh, using the issue of immigration to uh, stir up the Republican base. As but a he consequence, did, but not he beat them up, but not physically. I don't think Donald Trump has ever been accused of, of physically beating anyone up. Well, no, I'm not saying he did it himself, but in those rallies, you remember him doing nothing to stop some of the physical violence and, in fact, urging it on. Let's, let's not rewrite history here. The man got elected president. He was rewarded for these sorts of activities. Politicians pick up on that. A man who will do and say anything got rewarded with the presidency. I think that affects other elected officials, and you combine that with social media, the anonymity of social media. There's a mob mentality on social media, and it spills over into real life, and we're going to see a lot more of it, and not just on the issue of immigration. So. Larry, to that point, do you think that the American electorate has become more immune to it? I mean, I mean, every you know, show-led newspaper front-page headlines were this Montana uh, candidate, now congressman-elect, who body-slammed a reporter, and two days later, no one's talking about it. Quote, Americans haven't become more used to it. This is as partisan as everything else in this intensely polarized, partisan country. Republicans, it doesn't bother them, as we saw in Montana. How many people think, Larry, did you, you interview can't, how there? Is, yeah, you can't characterize an entire half of this country. It's, first of all, it's not half of the country. You've got Republicans, Democrats, and Independents. But Republicans support it because it's promoted by their side, by their president, well, in, and in, by in Texas, other though, people associated with the Republican Party. I will say in Texas, though, it was there were Democrats laying hands. We had a Democratic representative admitting he put his hands mm -hmm. on another candidate. The other guy threatened to shoot him. I mean, it was a back and forth. There are Democrats involved too. In the Democratic, the chair of the Democratic Party, Larry, and, and we're not doing pound, count, count, point counterpoint here, but the chairman of the Democratic Party, Tom Perez, is now swearing regularly. And I know swearing isn't purposefully, hitting, but he's purposefully using naughty words now to make his point. So Democrats see an advantage here too, don't they? Well, look, you're pointing to one example and saying both parties were involved. That's absolutely correct. However, this is more of the false equivalency that you all have been correctly criticized for and other news media outlets have been correctly criticized for during the election. Mm -hmm. Things are not equal. You have to look at the breakdown of the, of the population. And they support, Republicans support this because their leaders support mm -hmm. it. Democrats oppose it because their leaders oppose right. it and because maybe they're the target sometimes. Let, Larry, let's we'll not take rewrite history. Well, Understood. Understood. You gotta leave it there. I know a lot of Republicans. No Republican I know would would support this. But we take your point, Larry. Well, Thank Poppy, you. you need to get around more. You need to get around out of that studio a little bit more. All right, a couple minutes before the hour. Right now, Poppy does a lot of traveling. Appreciate your time, Larry. I love it when I hear 
somebody tell the media to start acting like the media. Yeah, and this, you see, this surprises me with CNN a little bit because they were so impartial during the lead up to the election. Very impartial to the point of not telling the whole story. I mean, if, if Trump insults the parent, the gold star parents at the convention, and you can't go get around for somebody that he insulted that it is, it is not on the same level. They were just, they're so afraid of being seen as partisan that they had to actually make up fake news, so to speak, to make themselves appear what Fox has always said they are and have never been, and that's fair and balanced. I want to remind everybody you're listening to the live broadcast right now. If you happen to be listening at 7.57 p.m. on Tuesday, May 30th, 2017. This is Blood on the Microphone. And we're on demand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can find links to our on-demand free podcast at Stitcher Radio, at TuneIn Radio. And I'm expecting to hear back from iTunes any minute now uh, to see that we've been added to their list of podcasts. You can find links to Stitcher and TuneIn on our website, batmanpodcast.com. And I believe there's a link to our Stitcher cast or our blog talk radio cast, I'm not sure which it is, on breitbartonmap.com. Now, yesterday was Memorial Day. I had to take issue as I oft times do, with W.J.J. Hogan III. He posted a single post of the day where he said, it's Memorial Day, and then he had a picture of a grave of a guy named Carl DeLon. Was Hogue doing this out of some sense of gratitude for the loss incurred by a family for a veteran who died in war? Oh, hell no. No, of course not. Carl DeLong is an individual who was injured in one of the Speedway bombings for which Brett Kimberlin was convicted and did time. Uh, Brett, of course, has been released from prison and is... uh, leading what I believe to be a blameless life at this point. But Hogue had to use the sacred day, Memorial Day, to take a cheap shot at somebody who did not kill Carl DeLong. You know who killed Carl DeLong? Himself. Exactly. Carl DeLong killed Carl DeLong. And Carl DeLong didn't even mention Brett Kimberlin in his suicide letter. He just said he was sick of living, that the pain was too much, and okay, I get it. I'm in pain every day. But 
taking that way out is not an option for me. And there are people who were injured far worse in war than Carl DeLong was by any bomb set in a trash can or wherever this one happened to be. Look at Max Cleland, the uh, former uh, Georgia, I believe, senator. Yeah. Lost an arm and both legs in Vietnam. So I, I imagine he was in considerable pain for all of his life. Served as senator from Georgia. Served as uh, secretary of the Veterans Administration for all those years. Yep. He didn't live his own life. He, he lived his life. Now, I'm not saying that what Carl DeLong did was wrong. We all have our limits. We all have weights we can and cannot carry. And if Carl DeLong could not carry that weight, he could not carry that weight. But that was not Brett Kimberlin's fault. Brett Kimberlin did not kill Carl DeLong. So I had to fix Hoggy's blog post by putting a picture of an actual war widow laying on a grave at Arlington National Cemetery the grave of her husband who was killed in war, which is the reason why we celebrate and commemorate Memorial Day. We do not use it to take shots at our political adversary. Exactly. And of course, the uh, 150 or so comments that followed, most of them defamatory in nature, Took issue with me for daring to have an opinion about this. Took issue with you for oh, daring God, to have an opinion about this. Because you don't really even exist to these people. <laughs> you're you're up my, my blow up doll. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're talking to me right now on live on the air and you're my blow up doll. Well, on top of that, they accused me, pretty much accused me of being a drug addict. Yeah. And uh, they accused me of faking my Parkinson's disease. Now, I've disproven that on so many levels, but they keep saying it. I've posted pictures on the Blog Talk radio slideshow that goes with this program today of the, uh, let me call the picture up here so I can quote it accurately, the National Dialogue for Healthcare Innovation back on the 13th of June, 2012, which happened to be five years from the, excuse me, from the date I had the operation. They held a congressional briefing in Washington, D.C., and the featured speaker, and you can see them all in the picture, were Richard K. Murray, MD, Vice President and Head, Global Center for Scientific Affairs, Office of the Chief Medical Officer at Merck and Company. They're one of the big pharma companies. William Silverman, DO, that's a doctor of osteopathic medicine, a family practice physician, former trustee of the American Osteopathic Association, Phyllis E. Greenberger, MA, 
that I was producing child pornography in my apartment. I, I told you about this, right? I had the police come to my apartment, yeah. knock on my door, ask if they could see my computer. I asked why. They said we're getting complaints from uh, an Eric Peterson, not Peterson, Eric P. Johnson in uh, Paris, Tennessee, that you're creating child pornography. And I asked him which particular comedy pieces he was talking about. And he told me. And so I took him into my office where my computer was. And I played these three pieces for him. This first one is called Like Sheep to the Ravenous Homosexual Wolf. Now, all three of these, die were recorded in 2013 about the time the Boy Scouts of America were considering whether or not to allow gay scouts into the Boy Scouts. You uh, think they would have actually heard by a satire? Well, again, I don't know if they actually believe this is child pornography or if they believe everybody else is as stupid as they are and they're saying it is will get me in trouble. I guess the second, honestly, but... Yeah. <laughs> Let me set up the first piece. It is a phony radio program by a radio preacher I made up discussing the evils of letting homosexual children into the Boy Scouts. There are no actual children involved in the skit. All the voices you hear are me, and there's no even simulated sex in this. There's discussions of what little Jimmy wants to do to little Jimmy, but little Jimmy and little Timmy were both a 58-year-old man at that time. No child pornography. Let's listen. Hello, my most gentle friends. This is the most reverend apostle bishop evangelist Biff Buford from the First Church of the Holy God in Righteousness for his name's sake assembly of apostles and disciples of the one true Jesus. We broadcast from our facilities in East Elbow, Alabama. And although I fear this is much like shutting the barn door after the horses got out, I'm afraid I must warn you about something that it's probably already too late to stop. When the Boy Scouts of America decided to give in to the lure of money, which they say they need to continue to pay for operation expenses, instead of doing the word of the Most Holy One, True Jesus and God, this became inevitable. We take you now to your typical Boy Scout Jamboree campout, where Jimmy and Kenny are settling down for the night. Gosh, Jimmy, I sure had fun being a Boy Scout today. So did I, Kenny. And I'm happy that they finally let people like me into the Boy Scouts. What do you mean, people like you, Jimmy? You know, Kenny, boys that are attracted to other boys. Well, heck, I'm attracted to other boys, too. Girls are ucky. That's not the way I'm talking about, Kenny. I'm talking about sexual attraction. How old are you, anyway? Oh, uh, 
I'm nine years old. I'm eleven. And I already know a lot of stuff, Kenny. Like what, Jimmy? Like, you know how when you go wee-wee, it's usually yellow? Yeah. Well, I can show you a way to turn it white and creamy. Gosh, that sounds like a neat trick. Is it magic? It will be for one of us. Wait a minute. What are you doing? Why are you pulling down my pants? Because I can't put my pee-pee in your pooter hole when you have your pants up. I I don't want you to put your pee-pee in my pooter hole, Jimmy. Well, you have to, Kenny. It's the new Boy Scout rules. Ever since they decided to let boys like me into the Boy Scouts, what they're saying is you have to accept us. And that means you have to accept my pee-pee in your poo hole. Understand? Well, I, I, I'm going to go tell the scout. Well, you go right ahead and do that, Kenny. But you're not going to like what happens. Why? What's going to happen? Well, they'll convene a scout council and put you on trial for the crime of non-diversity. Gosh, that sounds bad. Oh, it is bad, Kenny. Everybody wants diversity. You understand. Not really, I don't. Hi, I'm Scoutmaster Ted. What's going on here? Why aren't you boys asleep yet? Oh, gee, Scoutmaster Ted. Little Kenny over here won't let me put my pee-pee in his poo hole. Is that true, Kenny? Yeah, but I don't want him to put his pee-pee in my poo hole. Now, Kenny, remember... A Boy Scout must respect diversity. I still don't see what diversity has to do with letting another boy put his pee-pee in my pool. See, Scoutmaster Ted, he's committing a hate crime right here in the Boy Scout Camporee. If you want to stay in the Boy Scouts, you have to follow all the Boy Scout rules. And that means accepting the fact that Jimmy is a homosexual. And that means accepting the fact that he is attracted to you and wants to put his pee-pee in your poo hole. Don't I have any say in the matter at all? Why, no. Of course not. Well, gee, if it means staying in the Boy Scouts... Now, that's the can-do spirit I expect out of Troop 69. Mind if I stay and watch and take some pictures? Oh, by the way, I am heterosexual, just so you know. That's fine with me if it's okay with Kenny. I don't think anything will ever be okay for me again for the rest of my life. So you see, gentle listeners, this is what the Boy Scouts have sold their souls for. Thirty pieces of silver so that poor little Kenny has to accept little Jimmy's pee-pee in his poo hole. Is that what you envisioned when you sent your child off to the Boy Scouts? This is why our country is damned, damned, damned. And the most holy, true God of Jesus is going to take out his righteous indignation on us just like he did to Sodom and Gomorrah. So be ready for fiery death which will come at any time, as God shows us his love by destroying every man, woman, and child. I am the most reverend apostle, Bishop Evangelist Biff Buford, with this message of peace and love 
from the first church of the holy God in righteousness for his name's sake assembly of apostles and disciples of the one true Jesus. Sleep well. Lady Dyer. Yes. What did you just hear there for the last five minutes and 58 seconds? I heard you doing voices and a satire of what the right wing thinks of the Boy Scouts allowing gay Boy Scouts in. Would you have to be an idiot to take that for child pornography? Oh, God, yes, you'd have to be. Did I even sound like real children? No. Gosh, I don't think so, little Jimmy. Well, gosh, Timmy, you have to. It's in the Boy Scout rules. Those are the voices I use. Exactly. You have to be a moron or a disingenuous, troublemaking fuck to try to get somebody in trouble over that bit of lewd, crude comedy. It's not high comedy. It's not highbrow, but there hasn't been a single episode of South Park that that was any worse than. Now, this next... I'm sorry? I'm saying, uh, you know, after all, you had the Red Rocket in South Park. Yeah. Uh, Red Rocket. Red Rocket! (laughs) bit is a, a takeoff of an actual person. I believe her name was Dolores Barnhart. And she's one of these anti-gay religious right crusaders. And this is a thing called Fingernails Reeking of Poo. And what the pinheads got from this is that I enjoy peeing on Cub Scouts. <laughs> Now, in the pieces I'm going to play for you, not once have I mentioned Cub Scouts. It's always Boy Scouts. Cub Scouts is their invention. But listen to this. This is, I believe I call her Dolores Gale Barnyard or something like that, describing what to look for as far as the signs that your child may have become homosexual while in the Boy Scouts. So give it a listen. Hello, I'm Donna Gale Barnyard, a frequent blogger for the Tea Party Nation website. It seems as if Satan is having his way with America like a homosexual Boy Scout leader doing terrible things to a naked and bound and gagged, terrified young Boy Scout in the butt. And that's part of the problem. That is why the so-called gay are so successful in portraying their lifestyle as happy and healthy and normal. It's because we, good, decent, God-fearing Christian Americans, that make up the vast, overwhelming majority that would have elected the Mormon heretic and that nice Mr. Ryan last November if the Kenyan usurper had not stolen yet another election. 
We are too decent to tell you about the things that they do that are far too disgusting to be talked about by decent people where children can hear them. Did you know that homosexuals urinate on each other? It's true. It's part of some sort of initiation process, I think. Like dogs marking their territory. A newly inducted homosexual must be urinated on by a circle of homosexual men. I'm not making this up. You can find instances of this all over the internet on sites that I will in no way share with you, for they are far too revolting to actually exist. Did you know that they play with each other's poop? That's also another fact that is well known among the homosexual community, but never discussed in polite society. So when your son comes home from his next Boy Scout jamboree, make sure to pay close attention to his fingernails. Look at them closely. Sniff them. If they smell like poop, then you will know. Better yet, pull your child from the Boy Scouts this instant. Lock them in a room until they are 18. Don't let them have any contact with the outside world except for a television that only broadcasts Christian TV networks. Then, when they're 18, don't let them join the military since Obama has already outlawed normal, upright, heterosexual, like God intended people from joining. No, sad to say, nothing but homos in the armed services now. Send your children to a nice Christian academy where they will be shaped into men by other men who know how to deal with young boys with discipline and firm, rugged manliness, where boys live with other boys, like in the rowing galleries on Grecian warships, and the only thing they will ever know is the sting of the taskmaster's whip and the burn of dirty sweat in their eyes and the constant pounding of the drums and they will learn to hate the homosexual lifestyle as the fierce disciplinarians take them and rape them over and over again while beating them and forcing them to rape each other while they watch and drink beer. Goodness, I, I think we need to turn the air conditioner up a bit. At any rate, there is scientific evidence to support everything I say. The National Institute for the Elimination of Homosexuality issued a study saying that homos are responsible for nearly all sex crimes involving children and homosexuals. And the Institute for the Blaming of All Pedophilia on the Homos cites its recent studies that prove 100% of all pedophilia is caused by homosexuals. So you can argue with me, but you can't argue with science. Now, armed with the facts, ask yourself, 
Do you want your son coming home from the next Boy Scout jamboree soaked in urine with his fingernails reeking of poo? Or do you want your child to grow into a morally straight, normal young man who beats up sissies? I think we all know the answer to that one, don't we? I, now, I know for a fact, Di, that was the first time you heard that one. And I heard you over there laughing. Yes. What did you hear in this last five minutes and 41 seconds? I pretty much heard you mocking the uh, moral majority types. The, uh, the descriptions of homosexuality. Did you know that they urinate on each other? The stereotypes. Yeah, the, the, the stereotypes that are taken as as true, that are not true. And how'd you like her description of the gallery slaves? I, I loved it. <laughs> but her getting hot from uh, the Alex, it's warm in here. <laughs> Have you checked the fingernails? Sniff them. Carefully, <laughs> maybe they were playing with poo. They play with each other's poo, you know. Good gosh! Did, did you hear a whiff of child pornography in that? No, none. Now this final bit uh, is former Texas. It's supposed to be, it's my impression of former Texas governor and current Secretary of Oops, Rick Perry. Uh, discussing his days in the Boy Scouts and why he is dead set against the idea of letting homosexual boys into the Scouts. Hi there. I'm Texas Governor Rick Perry. And I'd like to take a minute of your time to tell you why I am against letting gay kids into the Boy Scouts. I was a Boy Scout my own self when I was a youngin' growing up on the Texas Prairie. Let me tell you something. Nothing will turn you into a real He-Man faster than spending a week out in the woods with no women folk around fussing and telling you what to do. Nothing but boys and men. Everywhere you look, boys and men teaching you how to tie knots, what to do if a snake bites you on the wiener. You know you gotta suck that poison right out of there? Yeah, our scoutmaster made us practice that a lot on account of the rattly snakes what we had out there. Sitting around the campfire at night telling jokes about niggers and Mexicans and then once the fire was out we'd climb into our tents four to a tent and as boys will do at that age, we'll play with ourselves. Oh, hell yeah. Nothing wrong with that. We'd beat our peckers like we was mad at them. And boys, being a curious bunch, sometimes we'd grab a hold of another feller's pecker and beat it for him. Just so we could know what it feels like when a woman did that to us someday. And that goes for oral sex, too. 
None of that butt stuff, though. No, sir. One time, me and this other young feller were testing to see what a female blowjob would feel like, and we saw this other feller just sitting there watching us. So we snatched his ass up out of the tent, told everybody else in the Boy Scout troop what he was doing, and give the little faggot an ass thump, and he never forgot. Imagine just sitting there and watching while two perfectly normal, strong, heterosexual boys practice what getting a blowjob from a woman will feel like someday, and this little homo just sitting there watching us. Well, sir, our scoutmaster didn't stand for that kind of stuff. He took that young man into his tent, and when he came out, he was crying and holding on to his backside like he had been whooped in the britches real good. Never did see that kid again. Matter of fact, we never saw that scoutmaster again neither. But that's why I am against allowing the sin of homosexuality to enter into the body of that most purest of pure organization for boys, and by that, I mean the Boy Scouts of America. I'm Texas Governor Rick Perry. You betcha. And the three people guaranteed to curve your spine, grow hair on and cause the war. Child, child pornography, my big pink ass. Your big pink ass too, though. Yeah. <laughs> Well, the uh, lawsuit will proceed. Uh, I'm waiting for a determination on the IFP status. But everybody who is planting, especially Eric Johnson, oh, Eric Johnson, I'm going to have witnesses to talk about you, Eric Johnson, and you're almost one man campaign to get me thrown out of uh, out of my lodging to take the roof from over my head because you either stupidly believe that was child pornography or else you're just an evil stupid fuck. Now, I have something else I want to say and then we'll wrap up the show today. Uh, thank you, Lady Di, for here on the show since I'm not getting any sound over here whatsoever. Well, of course. Um, there's a court hearing coming on Friday. It's the uh, sort of some sort of planning thing. That, uh, I guess I'm supposed to attend in person. And uh, I have asked the court to allow me to appear by Skype. I haven't heard anything from the court yet, so uh, I have four words I want to share before we move along. Americans with Disabilities Act. Blood on the Microphone. Do you like bulls pussy? Of course, 
I'm talking about the hairless Breloff cat, known as the Sphinx. Blood on the microphone has come up with a way for you to show your support for the podcast and to show the world you are resisting the rule of Donald Trump. Go to www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone, all one word, and check out the t-shirts, mugs, cups, stickers, and other gear to show your disdain for the current administration. Each item is emblazoned with a picture of an ex, the bald pussy, she looks very angry, and she is, she is saying, grab this pussy, and pull back a stump, Trump. Profits from your purchases will go to support the Blood on the Microphone podcast. Show Donald Trump that there will be no more of his pussy grabbing. Not while our next, the bald pussy, has anything to say about it. <coughs> www.cafepress.com slash blood on the microphone. All one word. Our Nix is angry. You be angry, too. Well, we had more material than I thought we would today, Lady Di. Yes, we did. And I just want to say again, uh, you can find us on Stitcher and on TuneIn.com, and you'll find links to both of those on our website, FatManPodcast.com. You can listen to us here on Blog Talk Radio. That's www.blogtalkradio slash B-O-T-M. Uh, I believe that's the website, if I'm not incorrect. And, of course, uh, on BreitbartUnmasked.com. Uh, I have nothing particularly clever to say to end the show other than, oh, yeah, take care of yourselves and remember... Your mother is your dog's best friend. Especially you, Hogue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dance to that. Which one is greater for? Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Blood on the microphone is a presentation of Deep Brain Media. Until next time, this is Cedric the Announcer. Stay safe. And wing nuts. Are you ready? Oh.